host, Kurt Sandvik. Call in now. So, hey, howdy, hi, and welcome to another all-new, all-live episode of Paranormal Almanac. Let's see who we've got going so far. Everybody seems to say that it's doing good. It's looking fine. I like to see that. We got Lash. We got Andrew. Hey, sweet. You found it. I want to hear it. I want to know more about that in a minute. Uh, we got Ashley. We got uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, Lauren McCune. Hey, howdy, hi. Carlos and Dorian and Isaac. Hey, you two. Hey, Dorian. Hey, Isaac. They're both very cool. Shout out. I'll be on the next one, I promise. Uh, we got Josh. We got Jeff. Hey, hey Jeff. Oh, I love seeing Jeff on here. And Justin, you missed my voice? Well, here I am. Brandon and Ian. Hey, howdy. Hi. I'm uh, getting groceries. It's totally fine. Be safe. Wear a mask. Don't touch anybody. Don't touch yourself until you get home. Uh, we got Tori. Ooh. I've got some stories for you, plus a Bigfoot one, but I don't know if I can call in. Oh, Tori, don't tease me like that. I really want you to call in. Uh, George, you like the intro? Thank you. That was my funky little 80s intro there. We got Inga. Howdy. Hi. Live episode 7, 2 minutes and 2 seconds in. Really? So apparently, there is an EVP, the live episode 7, 2 minutes and 2 seconds in. I might have to see if I can pull that up. I want to hear this EVP. Fabi, hey, howdy, hi. The driving home high. That's right, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, drive safe. I don't want anything to happen to you. I'm glad that you're on here, though. I always like seeing you. Jeff makes the most incredible jewelry. I've talked about him before. Everybody should give him a, give him, a, you know, check him out. It's Briar and the Rose, I believe. I, I... Briarandtherose.com don't have it in front of me. I believe it's Briar and the Rose Jewelry. I'll find it by the end of this episode. But I'm trying to get to this live episode 7 to see just what the heck they're talking about. All right. Episode 7. Here we go. Two minutes and two seconds in. Um, let me turn this up. I want to make sure that you guys can hear this. Two minutes, two seconds in. Let me skip ahead a little bit. Oh, that's too far. Come on. There we go. All right, this is a minute in. All right, this is one minute and 47 seconds. So I'm going to turn this down until it gets closer to two minutes, two seconds. All right, let me pause it right there. Make sure that I have it in the right one. All right, let's see. Two minutes, two seconds in. All right, it should be right about here then. This is one minute, 55 seconds in of the live episode seven. Apparently there's an EVP. I want to turn it up nice and loud. I want to hear this EVP. Okay, let's do this. Two years that I've never drank out of it, so I figured tonight is the night. Should be coming up right about now. Um, I'm at a party this time. Let's get my drinks ready. Yes, let's get your drinks ready. Everybody get your drinks ready. If I touch my face, take oh. a drink. If I uh, say um, which Wait. apparently I say um a hell of... Wait a second. I did hear something there. I am your host, Curtis. Oh, crap. I went back too far. Like these live episodes. 
am your host, Kurt Savage. All right. Welcome. I'm going to turn this down while I do this. Uh, I've got a listener that said that there was an EVP, live episode seven, two minutes and two seconds in. I think I did hear something. I'm going to put my headphones on so I can play it again. Everybody get your drinks ready. If I touch my face. I did hear something. I must admit, there was something in the background. I didn't know exactly what it was. Come on, Kurt, catch up. Two minutes, two seconds. Uh, I got about 20 more seconds to banter. Um, I don't know what that would have been in the background. There was nothing I was obviously in the house besides either me or Stitch. So, there goes Stitch. Let's see, we're getting close. All right, let me listen to this again. I never drank out of it, so I figured tonight is the night. Um, I'm at a party this time. Let's get my drinks ready. Yes, let's get your drinks ready. Everybody get your drinks ready. If I touch my face, take a drink. What if the hell I is say, that? Um, which there is something in the background. Okay, I'm going to have to really deep dive this and see what's in the background because I want it to be clear enough for everybody to hear it. But I think you're right. There is something in the background there. Hey, Jamie. Hey, howdy, hi. Yeah, no, I think you're right, man. I think there's something in the background. I'm from Brazil. There's no way I could call in. I know, Fabi. I wish you could call in. Fabi, you can send me your stories, and I will read them on the next live call-in show for real. You can send in your stories to... Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt. It's Andy. Hey, hey. How you doing, man? You there? So, Sorry. Yeah, I think you're right. There is something in the background. Yeah, you're saying something about getting your drinks ready. Yes, yes. And then you hear no. Yeah, I, I, I have to think that you're right. There is something in there, and I didn't... I mean, who's telling me no? That's not cool. It's my show. I want to get my drink on. Uh, but yeah, you're right. There is something there. I really... I'm going to listen to the actual recording itself, not the, the one that was posted, but the recording itself, the, the raw footage, whatever you want to call it. I want to, I want to, yeah. you know, isolate that little section, but you're right. I did hear something in the background, and I don't know what the hell it could possibly be. Right? <laughs> Gotta love um, it. <clears throat> I know. So. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say I'm shocked and amazed that you caught that because it is so quick. I mean, it's doom. It's done. That's amazing that you caught that. Yeah. It. Uh, I. I cranked the radio while I'm in my car because it's so loud usually. So I heard it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta let them know. That is weird because the last episode, towards the end, there was something that was caught as well and i had to go back and listen to it because i was like i didn't hear nothing and it's only caught on the facebook feed not on the actual microphone or the podcast that went out so i've got to play that oh, one okay. and isolate that and put that on the end of this episode as well so you know apparently the the evps love these live episodes which hey so do i so i mean cool I, i'm glad they do yeah but uh, i um yeah, I actually have some uh, new paranormal stuff I've had go on. I, I want to hear it. I want to hear this right off the bat. Let's do this. So uh, the other day, uh, me and my buddy were out having a bonfire out in my yard because we can do that. And, you know, I'm just watching up in the sky, and uh, I see a little blink off to the side, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I kind of watch it, and then it pauses and kind of moves. I can see it move and then blink again. And then moves kind of to the left. Instead of, like, going straight like it was, it turns to the left, blinks dimmer. And I'm like, dude, you got to look at that. And he's like, okay. And he sees it, and he's like, okay, I see it. And he, I'm like, follow that a little bit. 
And I kind of went behind the tree lines and then just stopped blinking after that. Really? So, all right, so it's definitely not a satellite unless those trees are that big where it would arc that much. Is... No. Okay, so it's not a satellite, so that's checked off the list. Um, let's go down the list. Is it? A, was it a drone, a helicopter, a small plane? Uh, if it was a drone or something like that, it would have the uh, signal lights, and it didn't. It was just a, it was a white light at first, pretty bright, and then it got dimmer. Like, I couldn't see it after that. Interesting. And it definitely wasn't, like, a flare or something dumb like that. No. All right, because, okay, man. It kind of looked this. like it curved up. A UFO story right off the bat. And and the thing I like about you, Annie, is that you, you in my opinion, I mean, I don't know you much except for you know our interactions on here, but you always seem to, in my opinion, you seem to go, all right, what could it have been? No, it wasn't that. So I like that you do that because when you call in, You've already kind of checked off the checklist that I was going to give you anyway. Yeah. And uh, the other one I had uh, might have been a ghost encounter, I guess. Um, we uh, we found, I, it's like a vinegar bottle, the old vinegar bottles. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. They kind of oh, look yeah. like a small, small decanter. Yeah, almost. oh yeah. That, uh, it was a glass one, and I opened up the um, dish cupboard. And it was in there, and I'm like, that that doesn't belong there, right? So I turned to my fiance, and I'm like, did you put that in here? No? Well, um, my fiance's mother came home this week, and I asked her about it, you know, who's, whose was this? And she's like, it was my mom's. Really? Who's not, yeah, who's not living anymore. <laughs> so, it sounds like someone was coming by to say hi, or checking in. Yeah, exactly. And uh, apparently, uh, from what her, my fiance's mother has said, uh, her mother's been sticking around with her. So uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay, so grandma's coming to tell us that she's coming home this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm here. Heads up. Yeah. You know, I love those. I- I've always said I've loved those, but uh, I mean, especially lately, I love it when someone after death comes by just to say hi just to kind of check in you know i freaking yeah, love that yeah. i think that's the best just to say i mean there's nothing scary about it it you know some people get kind of a little bit freaked out but ultimately i think that's awesome they're just checking in yeah yeah that's all it is you know hey somebody's coming home just letting you know i'm here too see i love that <laughs> You know, and the the fact that, you know, you weren't like, get the fuck out of here. I mean, the fact that you were cool with it, that's the way you should be. You should, you know, people should be open to that kind of stuff because ultimately, like I said, it's not going to scare you. It's not going to kill you to be open to it. No, no, no. And why would I be scared of it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> unless, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, in-laws can be scary. So I guess you could be scared on that level, but uh, not on the ghost level. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh said, "I want to. I want to bring this up while I got you on the, the line." Josh said, "Did you report it to Mufon? If not, please do." You know, I think he's right. You probably should report that to Mufon because if a lot of people saw it, they'll take it a lot more serious. The more reports they get, right, right. I, you know, I have yeah. no huge love for Mufon because of my interactions that I've had with them, but. Even with my interactions, I think MUFON, they're still good people. That I think it's a great cause. I, any reporting of UFOs are great. So, yeah, why the hell not? Give it a try. 
Yeah, I could do that, yeah. Well, hey, man, thank you so much. Thank you so much for finding that EVP. I think you're right. There is something there, and I don't know what the hell it could possibly be. But, yeah. uh, but hey, I'm going to get my drink on now. I, I, I left a pause there in case they wanted to say something. I'm going to get my drink on now so we can get this actual episode started. So hopefully we get more EVPs. Thank you again, man. I really do appreciate your calls. Yeah, no problem. I will talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. Love that. We're not even like 12 minutes into this episode. I've got two paranormal stories from one call. Three with the EVP. Three paranormal stories in one call. That's just freaking awesome. Um, let's see. We got Todd joining us. And Sean. Hey, hi, Sean and Minga. Oh, or, or Inga. Yeah, sweet. Cheers as well. Seriously, cheers. Yeah. All righty. I think I have this set up kind of okay. I've got the small laptop in front of me, phone on top of the laptop, the big monitor behind me so I can see all the comments. I hopefully won't bump into this too many times because that sucked. But I think ultimately... This setup seems to be working. How is the audio and video for everybody that's on here on the chat right now? I actually, yes, I, I was, um, I did not mention that yet. But uh, so the last episode, we had a really weird glitch when Sean called in. Ooh, Carlos, I want to hear this. Uh, one second, I'll get to that. So uh, yeah, we had a really weird glitch on the last episode. I don't know if it actually came out on the podcast, but on the Facebook feed itself, on the call... As soon as Sean mentioned um, something paranormal, I forget what she said, it glitched out like right there. So it was a really weird glitch. Then later on in the episode, I was told like, hey, there was an EVP. And again, when I went back and listened to it, it does show up on the Facebook feed, but it did not show up on the podcast. Why that would be, I just don't get because this microphone is literally six inches in front of me. It's recording everything that should be recording you know the same stuff that facebook is recording with the microphone on the laptop there is no reason those two should be completely different but yet they were all righty so let's continue on let me check that out uh so carlos let me go back up i want to do that carlos says i have an update from the exorcism room at my old college dorm apparently there wasn't an exorcism in that room the journal that the priest kept records of the real exorcism inspires the exorcist movie Interesting. I always love updates to stories. Carlos, if you want to call in, I want to hear more. Oh, sorry. It is a little bit blurrier on the laptop. I got to build a base or something. I will build a base for the next episode. It is 818-732-9399. Once again, that phone number is 818-732-9399. Apparently only in America. Sorry, the rest of the world. It's not me. It's Google Voice. I would love to hear from the rest of the world. Are you kidding? International paranormal stories are my favorite. I don't know what to do with this. Um, I wonder if I can do that. Nope, can't see it. Doesn't matter. I will keep holding it up throughout the call, throughout the show. In fact, I'm going to put it right here. But it is 818-732-9399. You think I'd have that memorized by now. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, Kurt. This is Dorian. Dorian! Hey, man, how are you? Not so bad, and you? I'm excellent. Wait, wait, does that mean I also have Isaac on the phone, too? 
No, not this time. Ah. I'd, I'd love to have him, but uh, he's not here right now. God, it's all right. It's cool. I love that kid, man. He's awesome. All right, sorry. You're <laughs> cool too. Don't get me wrong. I don't. It's not like I hate you, and I only like Isaac. But uh, hey, what's going on, Dorian? Well, uh, a couple of stories for you, if uh, if you want to hear them. One, uh, one is the uh, UFO story. Uh, happened to my whole family. Ooh, I already like the sound of this. Yeah, definitely. I want to hear this. Okay, so this was actually 30 years ago. I was uh, on my 10th birthday, and uh, I was living on my grandpa's Christmas tree farm, 160 acres out, up here in Oregon, and having this big party, my whole family there, and I hear this commotion outside and, and run outside, and we see from my grandpa's house, you can see over the valley, uh, down, like basically there's like a, it goes down a few hundred feet into a valley, and then you can see the mountains in the distance. And there in the air was this orange crescent-shaped thing. Kind of looked like a moon, but it was in the air. It wasn't part of the sky. And we're all standing there staring at it. My, my mom, my grandpa and grandma, my Uncle Al, my Uncle Mark, uh, my little brother, um, we're all looking at this thing, and nobody knows what it is. And it's there for maybe two or three minutes, just stationary. And then it just turns into an orange streak, and it was gone. Whoa, really? No joke. We remember it. I mean, it's so, it's like, it just emblazons in your mind. Like, everyone would tell the same story. It's, uh, it's exactly, that's like, that's what we saw. This crescent-shaped, orange, glowing thing in the sky, and then it was just gone. Turned into a streak and was just like that. Holy crap. All right, that's definitely not a drone. That's definitely not a satellite. That's definitely not a plane. That's definitely not a helicopter. Down the, I did the checklist. That doesn't go for any of them. Yeah. Holy crap. No, and this was this was uh, this would have been November 2nd, 1989. 1989. All right, so we had the Blackbirds then. We had we had the stealth bomber then, but nothing that could go like that, or especially with an orange streak. We have nothing now that can go like that with an orange streak that we know of. No, it was it was crazy. I, I have no clue what it was. It was definitely uh, what do they what do they call them now? Uh, UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. Yep, exactly. UAP. It is. Holy crap, dude! That's awesome. And so, wait, so you were have, ten when you saw this? Oh yeah, um, so old enough, old enough to remember, and and uh, uh, but young enough that you're really confused. You're like you're sitting there with your jaw hanging. <laughs> what did I just see? Like that's crazy, dude. Burned into your brain. I love that, man. Oh yeah, definitely. I can I can still see it. Holy crap! All right, you know how lucky you are that. Not only did you get to see a UFO, which is lucky enough. I mean, everybody here, everybody listening wants to see a UFO or UAP, whatever you want to call it. But to be a 10-year-old and see a UFO that specific, that, like, amazing, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> it was. It was It was pretty, uh, pretty awesome. I mean, uh, talk about a 10th birthday present, you know? Dude, seriously, that's cool. I mean, I don't even know... Like, uh, how do you, all right, so did the whole, what did the whole family say? 
Does anybody was was anybody like, oh, that's nothing. Go back to bed or go inside or blah blah blah. Or was everybody like, what the fuck was that? No. Pretty much that. They were. Everybody was like watching, and no, everybody was stunned for maybe five seconds. Just just split and it was gone. And then everybody, nobody said a word. And then all of a sudden, everybody started talking. They're like, what was that? What the hell was that? Like, I've never seen anything like that. I've lived here 30 years and never seen anything like that. Cool. So even the adults were like, what the fuck was that? I love that. Mm-hmm. Everyone is tripping out, and uh, everyone is all excited, and we jabbered about it the whole night. Holy shit, that's awesome, man. So wait, not only have you seen, or, or I don't want to spoil the lead, do you, have, do you have another story for us? I do, yeah. Okay, all right, you know what? I want to hear your other story before I say what I was going to say. Well, the other one, uh, the other one has to do with something that happened to me when I was a teenager. I was maybe 16 or 17. I was in high school. I remember that. And uh, I had come back. We were camping out in Hell's Canyon. And I had come back because I had a job and I needed to go to work. So I was by myself in the house for a few days before my parents came back. And one night I was, I was uh, there at the house. I don't know. It was maybe 10, 30, 11 at night. And, uh, anyways, there was this door to my mom's room, and it had really thick pile carpet, and they, uh, you could hear the door closing if, when my mom was there, and she would close the door, sliding on the carpet. They never adjusted the door for it when they put in this new carpet. I hear, all of a sudden, this door go, hear it sliding and creaking at the same time, and click, click, and it shuts. And I'm going, what the hell? Like somebody's in the house. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, losing my losing my mind. And I run into the kitchen. And I grab knives, and I, I start creeping down the hall. <laughs> I love that you grab uh, knives. You're uh, like, oh shit, I gotta get some knives. There's someone in the house. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way. Like it was impossible for Wynn to close that door because it was stuck on the carpet. You had to physically pull it shut. But there it was. I listened to it slide itself shut. And, and I heard I heard the door go click click, and that was <laughs> I and there was nothing there. I turned on and I spent the rest of the night with all lights on the house. <laughs> so you checked. All right, so you were brave enough. How old were you at this point? Sixteen or seventeen. All right, no, even I then, a, I was a teenage boy. I was you know full of full of adrenaline and and uh, testosterone. Invincible and all that stuff. Dude, I don't care. Even like even my age, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd be brave enough to like. I gotta get a knife because there's somebody in my house. I gotta go check out the whole house. I might just be like, "Fuck it, I'm closing the bedroom door. I'll, I'll deal with anything that gets in the bedroom." Yeah, that was a uh, that was a nervous one for sure. There's all kinds of stuff that happened in that house when I was a teenager. Stuff happened to my mom. Uh, stuff happened to my aunt Sue. Um, similar thing, but uh, she was there looking after the place and walked into the house one day and every single door in the house slammed shut at the same time. Whoa! She ran out of there screaming and that was that. She was done. (laughs) All right, so why do you think that, I'll just say paranormal, why do you think that paranormal things seem to follow you? Because I'm assuming that when you were 10 and when you were 16 or 17, that's the same location or no? No, that was uh, that was a different. That was the house uh, where my mom lived. Uh, when I was ten, that was on my grandpa's farm. Even weirder. Uh, so now you've got two locations from ten to sixteen or seventeen uh, to now. 
what do you think? Why do you think things are following you? I think it's different things, and uh, I think it's really it has to do with just being open to it, like believing I like that, that it, it is a possibility. You know that things uh, unexplainable do happen and can happen, and so if you're open to that, then uh, I think the things around are necessarily uh, tuned to that. They know who's who's open and who's not, and then you. Uh, and, and just keeping an eye out too, like, and and not necessarily discrediting everything that that happens. I think a lot of things happen to a lot of people, and, and they just totally discredited as uh, being the wind or you know some weird noise or just some random. Oh, it was the moon in the sky. It was nothing. You know, like they just discredit it and that's that. You know what? You're a hundred percent right. Which is funny because when I when we're done with this call, I'll tell you what the. I was going to do the topic of this show, but so far the call's been great. If it's just all calls, I don't care. I don't need to do a topic. Let's just do all calls. But the topic that I was going to do was paranormal activity seems to be on the rise while people are home in the pandemic. Because people are home more, they're experiencing more. But like you said, if you're open to the experiences, I think you get more as well. I think that's the perfect segue into tonight's episode that's fucking awesome man i couldn't have i couldn't have paid you more to do a perfect segue into tonight's topic oh, i appreciate it. i appreciate you listening um you know not not everybody believes everything i say but uh, i try to i try to take it with a grain of salt and, and be subjective about it and, and think about what happened and you know when there's there's no other way to describe it there's no other way to justify it then um you know However improbable it is, it has to be something that you just can't explain. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. If you look at it rationally, if you're open to it, but you look at it rationally, then, yeah, you're right. Like, you can say, was it X, Y, and Z? No? Okay, that only leaves something that you can't explain. And you've been very cool and clear right now to be like, Hey, Kurt, I've got a fucking ghost story. This ghost is 100% real. This is what happened to me. I don't care what you say. No, you've been like, hey, dude, this is what happened to me. Kind of weird, huh? Like, that's the way to... I think that's the mindset to be in for this kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. That's part of the why I, I always enjoy listening to you, man, and I've listened to every single one of your episodes. Nah, dude, I, uh, I can't I, thank you enough. You're always cool. And like I said, Isaac, your son, is always cool as well. Um, one of these times, though... I'm going to get him on this live call-in show because I want him to tell that story that he told me already to everybody. I want them to hear it. I don't want to spoil it, but I want them to hear his story as well because I thought that was cool. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. I will uh, I will definitely get him on. He's most of the time here. so That's awesome, uh, man. That's, that's not going to be hard. And, and I dig the fact that, that I mean, I, again, I apologize that I swear so much on the show because, you know, it's your son listening to it. But I dig the fact that he was, like, cool and seemed to be the same kind of thing of, hey, this is what I saw. I don't know what it was, but here's my story. It kind of almost exactly like what you just did. Well, uh, occasionally something of me rubbed off on there. So. <laughs> hey, chip off the old block. I, I That's the awesome thing about it. I, again, call anytime. Please, because I, I love to hear from you. Love to hear from Isaac as well, but I love to hear from you. Uh, this was awesome, man. Thank you so much for calling in. I really do appreciate it, because I know we could have just chatted on Zoom and you could have told me the story there, 
But the fact that you did it here on live for everybody to hear, I really appreciate it. Gotcha, Kurt. Thanks, man. I will talk, talk to you, you soon. soon. All right. All right, bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, so that's Dorian. Dorian is A, a patron, so already top of the list, cool, cool, cool people. B, he jumps into the Zoom chats that I have. Just the regular, you know, the cool thing about those Zoom chats that we do, I don't know, every so often, on the weekends or whatever, whenever I get a chance, usually on the weekends. Um, the cool thing about those Zoom chats, it's so little to do with the paranormal. Most of the time, it's us just kind of just shooting shit. What's up? How's your life? How's being stuck in the house? How's being stuck with the, you know, in the pandemic? You know, just what's going on? And I like those kind of chats because we're all kind of stuck in the same old shit. And when you talk about it, you realize we're all going through the same stuff. Exact same stuff. We're all feeling the same kind of crap. Joining together, shooting the shit, or just sitting silently and listening to other people shoot the shit. It gives you kind of that little feeling of being out and about and being cool. You know, I, I really dig those. I get more out of that than I think anybody because... I'm stuck at home, going through a bunch of crap, but I'm stuck at home with Stitch, so it's good to like talk to people. And I love the fact that it's cool people like you guys that have paranormal stories. Look, I'll never judge. If you think something weird happened, I want to hear about it. In fact, I so want to hear about it. You can call me at 818-732-9399. Once again, that number is 818-732-9399. Let's go to some of the chats here. Uh, Todd says, uh, Paranormal Almanac teaches kids only the best swear words. That's right, fucknuts. That's right, dickholes. Listen to your parents. Don't talk to shadow people. Don't use a fucking Ouija board. Um, let's see what else was on here. Let's see. Uh, the Zoom chats are the best. I can have a conversation with people that aren't four years old. That's right, Ashley. We might not be four years old, but I sure as hell act like it. Got another call already. I love this. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt and Flash. Lash! Hey, you actually called in. This is awesome. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, so I got a weird story that happened to me last week. And it's also super weird hearing the thing being like a minute behind. Hold on, I gotta mute that. Okay, uh, so I got a super weird story that happened to me last week. So me and my wife have separate sleeping schedules because I work two jobs and then she works basically at night. So like I sleep downstairs and she sleeps upstairs and she comes home like at like 2 a.m. So I'm like always woken up whenever she comes home. It's real fucking weird. Uh, that anyways, sucks already. That sucks. Sleeping. Yeah, it sucks. It's terrible. But that's I didn't need to preface the story with that. So I'm downstairs. I'm sleeping on the couch, right? And I wake up because I hear, like, feet, like, stomping feet going upstairs. And I look over, and it's, like, 1230. And in my head, I'm like, oh, shit, she got off work early. Kind of annoying when I got woken up because I got to be at work in, like, three hours. And so I'm, like, collecting myself on the couch because I still hear these feet. They, like, go up the stairs, and I, like, just miss them if there was somebody on the stairs, like, it's like one of those weird stairs where you got like half the stairwell and then a wall. So you get, you can see the stairs a little bit and then it's like all the way up in the house. So I, I feel like I hear the feet and when I look up there, it's already gotten past the, uh, that, that half wall or whatever. 
Okay. And then I can keep hearing the feet upstairs, like walking around. And I'm getting mad because I'm like, I got to be at work in three hours. This is pissing me off. Like, I need to be sleeping right now. And I get ready. I'm like collecting myself to go up there and try to have a civil conversation. <laughs> you know, when you get woke up, you don't want to. Um, and then while I'm sitting there on the couch, all of a sudden the door starts to unlock. And she walks into the front door and the feet stop. And I was awake. It wasn't like sleep paralysis or like nothing like that. Cause I was just going to ask you, are you scared. sure you were awake? So you were definitely awake, right? I was a hundred. I'd been awake for like five minutes. Like I was sitting on the couch trying to collect myself like the whole time. And then she comes into the front door and I'd been hearing feet like stomping around upstairs for like five minutes. It was what the hell bananas. There was nothing in the house when I went back up there, but like, and it wasn't I, I you, uh, again. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do uh, devil's advocates, uh, okay. skeptic, whatever. It wasn't the house settling. Nothing like that. This was like this was like like heavy footsteps. Like like you know settling like creaking. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like this was like over and over and over. Like it was like somebody walking above you. It was. It was wild. I've never experienced anything like that in this apartment. I was just going to ask. All right. Perfect. I was just going to ask. Is this something you hear all the time? But no, you've never heard it at this apartment. No, because I I thought my wife was home. What's... (laughs) I was like, it was another person in the house. That's how loud it was. What's above your apartment? Uh, Nothing. It's a townhouse. Okay, okay, cool. So it's not uh, like there was another apartment above above it. Right. It's my second floor. What the hell, man? What the hell were you hearing? I have no idea. There was nothing in the house, but it was... Yeah, I did. I messaged Sean, like, right after it happened. I was like, what? I bet. I totally bet. <laughs> I, um, I, was, I was waking out. I didn't go back to sleep that night. Like, I was I was super... Well, for the three hours before I had to be back at work. What did your wife think? Did you tell her? I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her. <laughs> Wait, why didn't you tell your wife? I didn't tell her. It was just, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just crazy, and I don't, I don't need to think about it too much. Dude, I love that you're like, yeah, you know what, fuck it. She can figure it out on her own. I'm cool. What the yeah, hell is a... Yeah, heavier than me. So. All right, so upstairs is the bedrooms, right? Yeah, so downstairs there's like a living room, like eating area, and that's where the couches. And then up, straight up the stairs there's a bedroom and a bathroom, and that's basically all that's up there. Wow, I I really hope it's not my ghost. Because again, the topic I was gonna do is people since they're stuck at home, some people are trapped at home with ghosts, and the ghosts are more active. And I was gonna say not my ghost, so I wonder if my ghost is social distancing. So I mean, if it is my ghost, tell him I said hi, because I haven't heard shit from him in forever. That's funny. And that's what he does. He just walks above you. It's just you just hear walking above you, and also. Depending on the girl, I don't I don't know your wife, but um, my first girlfriend, he would watch her in the shower and knock sh- and knock shampoo off the wall, you know, off the off the ledge, so oh, she'd have to bend over to pick it up. the uh, The next girlfriend, he didn't do that too, so he definitely had a type. So um, if that happens in the shower, let me know. That's my ghost, and I'm sorry. Okay, I'll tell him to go back home. Yeah, tell him to come back here. I miss him. I'm trapped at home all you know all the day. Like let you know, bring it back. Wow! Holy crap! So this is a first in this apartment. How long have you been living in this apartment? Two years. Okay, so a good enough time that you would have heard it by this point. 
I would have thought so. I would have thought so. Holy crap. It's definitely interesting. Dude, that's weird, man. I'm glad that you called. Also, you said before, and, I, and I've told you before, that you don't have a weird voice. You said you had a weird voice you didn't want to call. Dude, you sound great, man. You sound freaking like a rock star. What are you talking about? Uh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, man, I won't embarrass you anymore. But thank you for calling. Oh, Stitch is leaving. That's the end of you. Uh, but thank you for calling. Like, dude, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much, Lash, for calling. I always love hanging out with you and chatting with you on the Zooms. And, and talking to you on here is even better. Save your stories for on here. You sound great, buddy. Okay, I will. Wait, wait, wait. Before I'll I... Be, hold on. Before you go, though. Before I let you go. Are you drinking? No, not tonight. Ah, uh, come on, not man. Lash, uh, makes, Lash makes the craziest, coolest drinks while we're on the Zoom chat. He's like, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to have a margarita. Then he spends five minutes with the limes and everything else. So, like, it's impressive, to say the least. Hey. You know, I should be a bartender. That can be my third job. Dude, you I'm should be a bartender. I can have three jobs. I like this. You should be the official bartender for Paranormal Almanac. I will definitely hire you. Okay. I like this. All right. I like I'm this down. plan. Hey, man, thank you so much for calling. I definitely appreciate it. No problem, Kerry. Thanks I'll, for that, man. I'll talk to you, man. Bye. Bye. Dude, how cool is Lash? That's awesome. So he's got a new ghost. There you go. It's probably my ghost. Sorry about that, buddy. That's what you get when you chat with me forever. All right, let's get to the chat room. First and foremost, I want to say hi to Heidi. Heidi is my friend. She's awesome. She's the best. She's actually one of my oldest friends from California. In fact, I think she is the oldest friend I have from California. I don't mean she's old. I mean that I've known her the longest. But she also runs an incredible podcast. She does an incredible podcast called Glamdom Fandom. If you guys like Disney, trust me, you will like this. If you like fandoms, trust me, you will like this podcast. Her and her daughter, they do a great job. It's the best. I don't want to go too far into it, but she's awesome. She's the best. All right, let's go on to this here. Uh, <clears throat> no, you're not old, Heidi. I'm old. Hey, if you're old, I'm even older. I don't like that. Um, Sean, you've never heard... Stories about my ghost? Well, I just told you a little bit about shower ghosts, so there you go. That's it. My ghost is kind of creepy. Shower. I've talked about him in old episodes. I'm sure I'll be talking about him again. Fabi, make sure Stitch gets his treats. You best believe Stitch will get his treats. In fact, whenever anybody says Stitch gets his treats, he gets one right now. Here you go, Stitch. There you go. Fabi, from you to Stitch, Stitch got his treats. Tori, so before I get any more calls, callers, do not call right now. I have a story to tell. It's, it's in-depth. I like everything about it. Tori, who can't call in because she's international, just sent me a story that I asked her to send me in. So I want to read you Tori's story. Oh, a Tori story. I like that. I'm sorry, Tori. You probably hear that all the time. <clears throat> all right. I want to do this justice. <clears throat> oh, this is my Planet of the Apes. Um, sorry. This is my Planet of the Apes. Hawaiian shirt for tonight's episode. If you guys aren't if you guys aren't watching the Facebook feed, I, I wear a different Hawaiian shirt every time. I've got the the UFO abducting Bigfoot t-shirt and my amazingly awesome Shag Planet of the Apes tiki shirt that my friend Elisa got me. Elisa's the best. Love her so much. Okay. Tori says, Hey Kurt, here are some stories. The Bigfoot happened when I was a kid. The Bigfoot one happened when I was a kid. It was a friend of mine who, quote-unquote, saw it. 
We went to my grandparents' farm one winter with a friend. The farm was an hour north of Edmonton, Alberta, so it's trees and farmland. Oh, yeah, you're in Canada. That's right. One of the, uh, the nights we were there, one of the cows started to calve, and he went to go out with him. I don't know what that means. Calve? Does that mean? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna keep going. And he wanted to go out with him. So out they go like 11 p.m. to check on this calf. Halfway through the birth. Oh, shit. The cow is having birth. I'm with you. So out they go at like 11 p.m. to check on this calf. Halfway through the birth, my grandpa sent him back in the house because, you know, an eight or nine year old boy watching a birth isn't the best idea. Look, my age guy watching a birth. Not the best idea. I, I don't. That sounds goopy. I don't want to see that. While on his way back to the house, which is maybe a quarter of a mile from the barn, he heard rustling the trees by the driveway. So he stops. He looks around and he sees two glowing eyes, like eight or so feet up in the trees. Holy shit, I'm loving this. Once he sees those, he books it back to the house and refuses to leave until daylight. Even to this day, 15 plus years later, he still says it was a Bigfoot. <clears throat> yeah, sounds like a Bigfoot. Holy crap. Alrighty, another one. Same from Tori. Another one is that I've I've sent to you before, but because of the live shows, I think it goes better. When I was seven, I woke up one night to get a glass of water. Now, at this time of my life, I had a loft bed, so I needed to climb down a ladder and walk straight down the hall to get to the kitchen and the dining room. So, walking past the kitchen to get to the water cooler, I look out the window to see if it's snowing still or not, for it was winter at the time. No snow, but you could see, but you couldn't see the stars or anything due to the clouds. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear my throat. I grab a glass to get some water, and I head back to my room. Now, on my way back out of the kitchen, I look back out the window again. To this day, I still don't know what drew me to look out the window a second time. When I look out, I know this story. When I look again, I see my mom, or what I thought was my mom. This being had the same hair as my mom, which she said, she, which she had just permed either that day or the days before. So it was super curly. It was moving in the wind, and it had on my mom's winter jacket, which was a bright-ass green jacket, so no missing it. At this point, I'm like, how did I not hear my mom get up, walk down the exact hall as me, put on her winter jacket, nope, put on her winter jacket, which we all know makes some noise. Hell yeah, they do. A lot of swishing noises. Open up the back door, all in a span of maybe two minutes. At this point, I'm like... Oh, mom can't sleep. She's going for a smoke at 1 or 2 a.m.? Sure, seems legit for my seven-year-old brain. But then, as I'm walking past as I'm walking past the door, I look to see if my mom's coat is hanging up. Sure as shit it is. I stop, slowly walk back to the kitchen window. Mom's still outside. I freeze fast, walk down the hall, poke my head into my parents' room. My mom is laying in the bed, fast asleep. And like the curious person that I am, I walked back to the kitchen to see if, quote, mom was still outside. Well, what I thought was mom was still out there, so I hightail it back down the hall to my room, fly up my ladder, hide under my covers, facing the doorway. Like any frightened child, I roll. Not I roll, 100% hell yeah. For the next little while, all is quiet. I peek out from my hiding hole of blankets and I see an animal-like figure walk in the shadows. Now I know what looks like now I know what a lot of the skeptics will be saying is it's one of your pets. Sure. Then how do you explain that both cats were on my bed and the dog was in my parents' room? This animal wasn't shaped like either. It was shaped more like a badger, and when the and where the eyes would be, there was a hole in the skull. 
So it was a shadow thing with a freaking hole in the skull where I should be. Nope, not cool. I'm reading it right from her. Tori said that. After that night, I made it... <clears throat> Sorry. Take two. After that night, I made it to my head... I made it so that my head was at the other end of the bed, looking at a wall instead of out my door. Out of my instead of out my door. Now I do have a second story from the same house. Fast forward to two or three years ago, so I'm nine or ten. I've moved my room from upstairs to the basement. In the time between these two events, small things have happened. Mostly random noises and objects moving. Objects moving when no one was in the room. It was midnight on a Saturday. My mom, dad, and I just finished the last movie of the night. And is getting ready for bed. So since our TV and everything was in the basement, I was the first to fully in bed and ready to go to sleep. Now while I'm laying in bed, winding down to sleep, I can hear my parents upstairs in the bathroom and in their bedroom. Next thing I hear is dragging footsteps on the carpet outside my bedroom. And this is where these were very distinct because the only carpet that was on the upstairs was the bedrooms and the living rooms. So the halls upstairs was laminate. And I can't hear dragging footsteps from upstairs to down. So at this point, I open my eyes. I look towards my doorway. I can see an outline of an, an adult in my doorway. So I try talking to it. Just the usual, Mom, Dad, what'd you forget? Or what is it? No answer. So I sit up. I turn my bedside light on. I look away for maybe a second so I can figure out quick where my lamp is. In the meantime, there were no noises. No indications that whatsoever was outside my door went up the stairs or anything. So I turn on my lamp. No one was in my room or in the doorway. So I freak out. I yell at my parents asking which one was downstairs at my door because I heard them walking outside my door and saw them in my doorway. Their answer was neither of them had been downstairs in the last 10 to 15 minutes since we all had gone to bed. And they were currently laying down in their bed. So, being scared as hell, I yell at the thing, saying they're... I yell at them, saying they were lying. I just heard them and saw them. They yell back at me, saying they hadn't been downstairs since they hadn't turned off the movie and... Uh, since they had turned off the movie and all of that. I said, uh... I said to go to sleep. It's safe to say I didn't sleep that much. Tori! Freaking awesome! Love your stories, Tori. Absolutely love them. I'm sorry that I butchered it, uh, you know, little uh, little of the old Captain and Coke in me, but how cool is that? If you guys don't want to call in, which I always prefer, I always want to hear stories, but if you're international, you can't call in. Whatever reason you don't want to call in, you can email me and then say it in the comments like, hey man, I just emailed you and I will read your story. Alrighty, let's, uh, let's go back to the chats. Okay, let's see. Lash needs to make a signature paranormal almanac drink. I 100% agree. The only requirements I have that it must have a dark spiced rum in it. And then definitely send a drink to Susan as well. Those are the two requirements I have. Dark rum, send a drink to Susan. If it can have something to be like tiki-ish, I'm all for it. Uh, Josh said last time, first time I met Lash on chat, he was drinking, I don't know what that is. Youngling? So I automatically liked him. Youngling equals Paranormal Almanac, and Paranormal Almanac is all awesome. Sure. I don't know what that is. It's probably a beer. I don't know too well. Okay, let's keep on going down. Lash! Oh my god, Susan has a great idea. Lash, make a don't fucking shoot Bigfoot drink. Yes. 100% yes. Awesome. Now I have a wedding officiant, Kurt, and a bartender, Lash. Yes, you do, Lauren. 
and Sean reads tarot. Sean Bishop does art. Who else we got? Oh my God, this is becoming a uh, a whole thing in the chat room. I love this. I have a Bigfoot Belief shirt. That's awesome. Uh, Tori, your hair is bomb. What? I want to see... Oh, calving. Yes, I know, Tori. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Tori, I do like your hair. Um, hey, um, Tori, you're awesome. I'm sorry I butchered your story. I didn't know... You know what? I'll be honest. Even if it said calving, which I don't think it does. No, it says calve. It says start, a cow starts to calve. I wouldn't have known what calving was either. I mean, I would have put two and two together that it means something gross and slimy and a tiny cow is coming out of a bigger cow. But, you know, look... My mom grew up on a farm, not me. I don't do farms. I don't do cows. That's creepy as all hell. Um, I love it. Every other story is that's insane. Nope, nope, hell no, nah, nope, hell nay, eek. That's right. Creepy as fuck. Um, hate not knowing when it disappears like that. Me too. Creepily. Oh, yingling. Really? Yingling? But it said said something stupid. It didn't say yingling. Is that really what it's called? It says youngling. Look, I'm saying youngling. I don't drink... Look, I don't drink beer. You all know what I drink. I've got a ginormous thing of Captain Morgan. That's what I drink. All right, let's keep on going down. My family has a dairy farm. Well, then you know what calving is. Josh, not me. I don't know. Jeff is here. Hey, welcome, Jeff. Hey, howdy, hi. Kraken and Coke? Hell yes. Captain and Coke? Hell yes. Uh, The best. The best rum. And I'm not getting paid to say this, but Kilo Kai, if you want to send me a bunch of it, Kilo Kai rum, the best rum. My buddy Joe turned me out of Kilo Kai rum, the absolute best rum in the world. If you get a chance, buy a bottle of Kilo, no, buy two bottles of Kilo Kai rum. Keep one and drink it because it's awesome. Send the other one to me. That's my, uh, my recommendation. Josh says, I'm finishing my story for you to read. All right, I will put the, uh, I will put that back up. Wait, I don't know how to put that back up. Uh, hold on. There's so much stuff over here. There we go. I will put that back up. So, really? Okay, I've got it back up, Josh. So if you want to send me one, all you have to do is mention it in the chat that you sent me a story and I will read your story, even though I'd rather hear it directly from you, Josh. But it is totally fine. In the meantime, if you guys want to call in, instead of hearing me talk, 818 732-9399. Once again, that number is 818-732-9399. You guys can call in at any time and stop me from babbling like that. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, Kurt. It's Kim. Hey, Kim. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? It is going great. How are you doing? I'm good. Are you keeping safe? Yeah, I uh, just had my second glass of wine, so I'm ready to tell a story. Yes, (laughs) I love it. Drinking and and paranormal stories. That's what this show is about. Yep, Yep, I love it. That's really what it's all about. I do too. I really like it. Well, please, I want to hear your story. Please tell me. Okay. So I think it was probably like two years ago. Um, I was, I live about an hour away from work and I kind of live out in the country. So I take the back roads home and, um, it was probably about 11 PM and, um, I'm driving down and it's kind of like slick on the road too. It had been raining a little bit. I'm just like, la-di-da, whatever. 
And um, then all of a sudden I see headlights behind me, which is pretty weird, especially like out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night. And um, I'm like, okay. Well, they were like coming up really, really fast. So I started to get really freaked out and I'm just like, oh, don't hit me because I didn't really have anywhere to like pull off or anything. Sure. And um, so I am, I finally like go around this really big curve and they got right up behind me, like right up. I saw them in my rear view mirror, like so perfectly. It was like kind of an old looking car, like what people call like big boat cars. Oh yeah, sure. Had a really long like front. So yeah, like I could tell what it was. I went around the curve and then they went around the curve and I saw them like flip over and then like multiple times. Holy and, like, crap and roll, yeah, into the di- into a field, like, around the curve. And so I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit. So I go to, like, the best spot that I could to turn around to go, like, just at least call 911. And um, I turn around, and then there's no car. There was nothing. All right, so you went back to the exact spot. You're sure it was the exact spot? <laughs> the ex- I mean, it. I turned around in, like, two seconds, like, it was all really, really fast. I didn't want to, like, have a lot of t- time so I could call to make sure everybody was okay. And, yeah, I went to the exact same spot. There was nothing. Holy and then the crap. the next day, I went, yeah, I know. The next day, I went around, like, the same way. And there was not even, like, tire tracks. There was nothing in the field. There was, and I even looked for accident reports. Oh, awesome. So you did the whole, like, skeptic thing. Like, what the hell did I just see? Oh, Oh, yeah, I really, yeah, I really wanted to make sure that I was on it, because I'm just like, I think I might have seen, like, I don't know if it was, like, a time slip, or... It sounds like it, it, it no, it definitely sounds like either a residual haunting, where it's happening over and over again, but it's not, like, happening to them, it's just like a tape recorder, or it's a time slip. Now, would you, I mean, I don't know how well you know cars, but would you say that, like, look, boat cars are from, like, the 70s to the 50s. Yeah, I was definitely thinking, like, from the 70s. Is what It, it was, like, a ugly tan. I mean, I can't even tell what color it was. Like, it was dark, but it was so close to me. I mean, it was crazy. I was so scared that they were going to hit me. Holy crap. Then, yeah, you either saw... Yeah. Uh, look, my personal opinion is, and I don't know any better because I wasn't there, but my personal opinion is you saw a residual haunting of an accident that probably happened in the 70s when that car was new. So, holy crap. Yeah, it was so bizarre. Like, while when it was happening and they flipped, I'm just like, did I just see this? Like, well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Insane. I mean, you're being rational, being like, what the fuck did I just see? Now, have yeah. you ever tried to, like, you you check for an accident in nowadays? Have you ever tried to check like the '70s newspapers to see if there was an accident at that area? Oh, no, I didn't. I haven't really thought about doing that. I guess I should. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Because I want to know. I want to know. Yeah. Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, me too, now. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it sucks because you saw probably a fatality accident, residual haunting, yeah. or time slip. I mean, it, yeah, it was It was definitely rough. I mean, I just, like, it was crazy. Like, just seeing an accident, like a real accident, and then, like, realizing that it wasn't even real, too. Or it probably was real, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it disappeared by the time it took you to get yeah. back. And, and you know what? And good on you for going back. Because a lot of people have just been like, oh, shit, that sucked. And then just kept driving. So, like, good yeah, on you for going, going back. And, yeah, good on you for checking them out. Yeah. But, like, 
You saw a ghost accident. That's cool. Yeah, I guess it makes for a good story that I went back because if I didn't, then it would have just been whatever. Yeah, you would have just been like, hey, there was some crazy accident behind me and I just kept driving because, you know, yeah. fuck them, right. it wasn't me. <laughs> Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Wait, I, I apologize. Did you say what state What state did it happen in? Oh, um, in North Carolina. Oh, okay, North Carolina. All right, so mm-hmm. so that's... All right, I'm just going to guess here. Is that why it takes you an hour to get to work? Is it is it very, like, rural? Or is it just you're on a freeway and it's all kind of... Like, what was the area where the accident happened? Was there a bunch of stuff there or nothing? Oh, yeah, no, there's nothing. I yeah. mean, it's just, like, back roads and country until you get to my house. See, that's awesome. I love yeah. that. You saw a ghost accident. Holy crap. Yeah. All right. I've so, seen so much weird shit on my way like on my way back from work because I just take this really weird windy way. So I'm that, always seeing weird shit. See, that's what I was just gonna ask. So I'm gonna ask you because as soon as someone says they've seen one thing, I'm gonna say, Hey, have you seen anything else? And then they're gonna say, Oh, well yeah. All right, so tell me one more weird thing that you've seen. Dealer's choice. <laughs> well okay. Um, there was one weird thing, which I don't really know if, I don't know exactly what it was, because, I mean, I was driving, I'm going pretty fast, but there's one where it's just like, I'm just going, like, in the middle of cow pastures almost, and I did see, like, this weird light that was in the sky, and it was kind of, like, focusing down, but, I mean, that's really... That's really it. But, I mean, it what? creeped me out because what? I'm just like, why is it, like, focusing down on the ground somewhere? Well, that's not just really it. That's weird. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So it wasn't a helicopter. I don't think it was. Interesting. But I'm not 100% sure. All right. So there's a chance. I mean, you definitely saw a ghost accident, but there's a chance that you also saw a UFO is what you're telling me. Yeah. In a cow pasture. Like... Hey, what that's you, you guys actually the chupacabras or something. No, but it's gonna say that that happens all the time. Like the UFOs are always seen over cow pastures, and then the next day they find like cattle mutilation and stuff. So that does yeah, happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I so love it. So weird. Um, holy yeah, crap! That's my story. <laughs> I, uh, dude, that's awesome. Are you kidding me? That's fantastic. <laughs> um, thank you so much for sharing your stories because. You know, you again, everybody that, that calls in, there's a lot of people that never get to see anything paranormal that would love to. You've got a UFO, possible UFO, but you definitely have yeah. a ghost accident. And a ghost accident, that's freaking awesome, crazy cool. Yeah. All it right. is such a cool story. I love telling it now. So. I love it. That's a good bar story. <laughs> Look, I don't know if you drink, but if you do, you go to a bar, you tell that story, you're getting a free drink because that's a good bar story. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. I'm next. Whenever this all, you know, that's goes true. Away, yeah, definitely going to the bar. I guess that's a good point. When you can actually go to a bar, yeah, because now, yeah, when know, we can actually, the whole live. world stopped. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. As always, that is cool. Well, thank you. It was nice to talk to you. I'm, it, a, I'm such a big fan. I love paranormal almanac. Aw, thank you so much. And it's nice to talk to you as well. Look, hey. It's call anytime. I love chatting with you, and apparently you've got more crazy, weird rural stories, so I want to hear them. I, I do. I do have. I have a couple. I have a couple, so I'll call in some other time too. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Alrighty. You have a good night. Thanks you too. Bye now. Bye. Perfect timing. Holy crap! Awesome story. 
a residual haunting, in my opinion, a residual haunting. Again, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to say she saw a residual haunting. And um, look, I think those are freaking crazy cool. But as always, it is an actual hour into it. So it is a perfect time. Okay, it is time to take a quick break. Stitch needs a break, which means that we take a break. Down in South Carolina, yes. way down yonder, there's a big old critter that likes to wander around my backyard sometimes late at night. Well, it ain't no beaver, bobcat, or bear, cause he's eight foot tall and covered in hair, and the first time I seen him, he'd give me quite a fright. Well, he eats from my garden and pees in my grass, and he stinks like a skunk mixer of grizzly bear ass, and he scares my cats when they smell him come around. Well, he spends his time peeking around trees and he thinks what he wants and he does what he pleases, like scratching his button, making a grunting sound. Sasquatch, Sasquatch, knocking on the trees, chucking rocks and screaming like a troop of chimpanzees. Sasquatch, Sasquatch, running around my place, are you the missing link or are you from outer space? Now you may wonder what does a Sasquatch do when he's wandering around at quarter to two in the middle of the night because he's feeling down. Well he comes on over to visit my house. I think he has a little thing for my spouse cause she always feels like someone is around. Well he looks in the windows and checks out my wife can't say as I blame him. She looks pretty nice in a fuzzy robe as green as the foam of the sea. Well, he stands and he blinks as he ponders and thinks about humans and love and she smiles so sweet he wonders what the heck she sees in me. Sasquatch, Sasquatch, stop looking in my windows. I think it's kind of creepy, you voyeuristic weirdo. Sasquatch, Sasquatch, keep your big balls to yourself. And you got a lady Sasquatch to raise your Sasquatch whelps. Alrighty, we are back. I don't know who did that song. I'd like to give him a shout out. It's just a weird song. Whew, I'm winded. I ran a little bit there. All right. Uh, we are back. That's right. We are back. We had a stitch break, which we do every time around an hour. So that was a perfect time. Kim, thank you so much for that call. That was freaking awesome. Uh, Sean loves that song. Thank you. I mean, I didn't do the song, but uh, yeah, I love that song too. Okay. I got a new drink got another hour in front of me i don't have a new story in my email so get me that story and i will read it tonight let's see let me go to the uh to the chat real quick awesome stories yes that was fantastic kim that was absolutely fantastic josh says there is one farmer who posted a triangular a triangle ufo video to youtube right by me i want to see that video i want to see that video josh I would love to know, was it a residual energy left over from the accident? I think many ghosts are energy from traumatic, yeah, from traumatic events. I completely agree, Jeff. Most ghosts are from a traumatic event, and hey, a fatality accident is going to leave residual ghosts. Not all the time, hopefully not all the time, but some of the time, and uh, that does seem to be the case. Uh, any markers nearby? Damn it, I should have asked that, Sean. I didn't see that. But she said there was nothing nearby, so I'm hoping she would have brought that up. But if Kim's in the chat room, please let us know. 
Were there any markers, like a memorial or anything nearby? I definitely hope you research it, Kim. And let me know if you find anything about an accident from 60s or 70s. Even late 60s cars still could be tan, still could be a big boat of a car. It was probably a 70s car if it was tan, but please check it out. Let us know. Get back to us. Let us know what you find because I would love to find out. Josh said he just messaged it now. Did you email it to me, Josh, or did you send it to me on Facebook? Because if you sent it to me on Facebook, I might be trapped here on the live chat. But if you emailed it to me at paranormalalmanac at gmail.com, it should pop up right there. But I don't see anything. Uh, Josh, paranormalalmanac at gmail.com. Send it over there because I think I am trapped in the Facebook Live. I don't think I can click on messages right now. Oh, crap. Yeah, I don't think I can... Um, Click on Facebook. Sorry, Josh. Uh, but email it to me. Oh, thank you. Josh said he's going to email it to me right now. Let us see. I want to go where? What? What? Where? Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so there's a lot of people talking about uh, famous highways where accidents happen, you know, shit like that. Um, yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff is absolutely incredible. Lashes, I pictured an old Lincoln Continental. Yeah, totally. I mean, if it was the 70s, it was probably a big old Buick or Cadillac or even a Lincoln, sure. But uh, probably Buick or Cadillac for sure. But I want to know more. I want to see if hopefully we can find out, get a little bit of background to it. In the meantime, uh, I don't think I have to talk about the stuff that I was going to talk about. I really think this is a more of a caller or story show. So I'll just keep the stories for the next, you know, regular episode which I'm done writing. I just need to record. So probably tomorrow night, because I'm trapped at home, I got nothing to do anyway. Probably tomorrow night, I'll record it. I'll get it out on Saturday. It is a glitch in the matrix, plus a couple, not a lot, but a couple of Mandela effect, new Mandela effect um, stories that, well, you'll find out when you hear the story or when you hear the episode. But I've got a, I've got a good episode. It's got a ton of paranormal news. Shockingly, to me anyway, shockingly, even during a pandemic, there is an absolute shit ton of paranormal news. I can talk, Kurt. No, 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 no. I want to hear. Um, I want to hear from from uh, from everybody else, other people. Yeah. No. It's it's. Um, can we do a Gettysburg campout? Look, hey, I'm on the I'm on the West Coast, but I would love to go to the East Coast to do a little. Uh, paranormal almanac get together i think that would be awesome but in the meantime i do have a story from josh so let me take a quick drink let me uh maximize this so i can see it and let me tell you what josh just sent in to paranormal almanac all righty you see how this works everybody even if you don't want to call in if you don't like to hear your own voice which i think is weird because everybody sounds great so far i'm sure there's some weird sounding fans out there but not nothing that i've heard so far but if you don't want to call in, but you still want to have your story told, you can email me then in the chat room in the Facebook Live say, hey, I just emailed you and I will read it like I'm going to right now. Okay. Whoop. Sorry, Stitch. Making sure Stitch is okay before I continue reading. We're recording. Everything sounds good. Josh says, this story starts with my paternal grandmother and ends with my maternal grandmother. Both involve crazy, insane dreams that happen in the same dark hallway. However, only the dream involving my paternal grandmother involves the hat man. Aw, oh, shit, it's a hat man story. But even though the dreams involving my maternal grandmother don't have hat man in them, 
I can say they are a lot stranger. My paternal grandmother died in 2017. Before she died, I was hospitalized after having an allergic reaction to my Christmas tree. Wait, what? You had an allergic reaction to your Christmas tree? You have an allergic reaction to your Christmas tree that caused you to actually be hospitalized? Josh, you're burying the lead. I want to know more about that. All right, I'm going to keep going. Um, when I was out of the hospital, I had a nightmare involving her and my first ever experience seeing Hatman and having sleep paralysis. I was on prednisone, and my friend who is a pharmacist said sleep paralysis is also known, is a known but rare side effect. Interesting. I did not know that. Sleep paralysis is a known but rare side effect of prednisone. That's actually good to know. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate that. All righty. In the dream, I was in a dark hallway. Down the hall was a room with a red light. From that room, I could hear my grandmother saying, Josh, Josh, and I went into the room to her. When I, when I got in the room, I saw it wasn't her. It was Hatman. Ooh, I don't like this. I woke up from the dream, and I couldn't move, and was panicked to see Hatman still in front of me. Fuck. When I finally woke, I didn't sleep for days. My grandmother died two weeks later. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. She fell ill and got congestive heart failure. I'm sorry, Josh. That's terrible. But also, I did not know who or what Hatman was until a few live episodes ago, and since then I've been really bugged about it. Oh, shit. Since 2017 and until recently, I've had recurring dreams in the same hallway, same red room, but this time it involves my maternal grandmother but they have never involved Hatman. My maternal grandmother has Parkinson's disease and I'm very close with her. All of these dreams occurred when I was living in a, in a, living in a location far from her. In the dream, she would scream my name and beg for help. I tried to get in the room, but never could enter the room. Something would not let me in the room. Or if I went in the room, another dream would promptly start. The very last dream I ever had involving her had the red room as it follows is as follows. Uh, the last dream I had involving her and the Red Room is as follows. Sorry. It started off the same. She would scream. I would try to save her. That's terrible. I walked in the Red Room and suddenly I was being rushed into a hospital and the doctor kept telling me in the dream, you could have died. The very next day, my mom told me my grandmother's nurse called and said my grandmother locked herself out of the house and she needed my mom to come to her to come by and let her back in. When they entered the house, my grandmother tore the place apart and took every single photo in her house off the wall, except photos of me. I kept thinking to myself, is she trying to reach out to me? I'm going to say yeah. Well, to finish this story, a couple of weeks later, I had a severe asthma attack, pneumonia, and I almost died. I was in the ICU for five days and the hospital for a week. When I got out of the hospital just two days later... I got into a huge disagreement and left my mother's house when I was, where I was staying after I lost my job in Washington, D.C. and moved back to Pennsylvania. My uncle said I can stay with him and my family and on our farm, on our farmland, so now I'm in the same house as my grandmother. I've never had the dream since. Was my grandmother calling out to me? I mean, I don't know, but I'm going to say yes. Uh, did something latch to me in the hospital? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Did something latch, to, latch on to me at the hospital the first time and leave me alone for someone else the second hospital video visit? Yes. So that's what I was going to say. It sounds to me, since you were already in the hospital, that something latched onto you. I like that wording. It's perfect. But, oh my God, dude, I could see why you didn't want to call. This is a brutal one, man.
I'm gonna uh, wait. I want to quickly go to the the chat room. There was something. Uh, yeah, the first one I ever had. Wow. Crazy allergic reaction. I'm so sorry, Josh. Holy crap! A allergic allergic reaction that bad to a Christmas tree? That's nuts. Um, yeah, dude. I'm gonna say 100%. It sounds to me, it was where I was gonna go with it before you asked. Sounds to me like while you were in the hospital, something connected to you, something attached to you, something latched onto you. But I have two things that I don't know. One is the red room. I really want to know what the significance of the red room is. If if there is something, some significance to it, Hatman, I totally, I totally know. Hatman is the most prominent figure seen in sleep paralysis. So that part, yeah. I mean, I would hate to think that prednisone caused you to be affected and you could see Hatman or Hatman could see you or vice versa or whatever. But, uh, dude, I can see why you didn't want to call. This is a rough one, man. I'm so sorry about both grandparents, to be honest with you. Both grandmas. Um, did something latch on in the hospital? I'm going to say, yeah. Uh, was she trying to reach out with you, reach out to you because she was taking down every other photo except yours? Again, I don't know, but I'm going to say, yeah. Like, that seems to me like you have spot on. You know what was really kind of going on with this one. Holy crap, man. Um... Jeff is saying, I had my grandmother reach out to me after she passed. Cannot underestimate the bond family brings. Very deep and often one we never really understand, but it's there. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think that you were opened up to the other side with either the surgery, the near death, probably the near death, in my opinion. The near death is what opened you up to the other side. And something went, oh, hey, there's that guy and kind of went in there. Um I don't know of any other, I don't, I don't have any other stories or any experiences of people, at least that I don't know of, and I could be wrong, but I don't know of any other experiences connected to Parkinson's, but that's really interesting because she has no other way to kind of vocalize or express her feelings, but she found a way. She found a really good way to be like, talking to you, Josh, not the rest of the family, talking to you, there's a connection here. So, um, dude, that will, uh, near-death experiences are a messed up thing anyway, but that on top of, like, it involving your grandparents instead of you specifically, that's pretty messed up too. I'm sorry, Josh, I'm sorry that happened to you, but it's a great story. Um, thank you for sharing it with me. I can totally see why you didn't want to call in. Totally understandable. Call in anytime or send me an email anytime, but holy shit, that had, that story had a, that story was packed. There was a lot of stuff going on in there. Happens with dementia patients. Is that, uh, yeah, you're right, Sean. It does happen with dementia patients as well. There's a clarity that happens with dementia patients towards the end fairly often, more often than I would I would, I would, would have expected. But from what I've found and from what a lot of people have told me, dementia patients towards the end, there is a clarity there. And that clarity usually involves the other side as well. Whether it good or bad i mean you decide i i you know like i said i usually don't have a problem with it involving the other side or the veil being lifted or whatever because hey any chance that we can see to the other side in my opinion is a good one we need to learn more we need to figure out what it is we need to figure out what's going on and and why it's happening but uh all right let's get to the chat room let's see what everybody's saying in the chat real quick Miguel says, I'm a truck driver and I used to drive a semi whose original owner committed suicide. 
My coworker warned me about sleep paralysis and I never ever experienced it until I started driving that truck and would always get the feeling that someone was watching me from the sleeper. Yeah, it's creepy. I'm sorry, Miguel. That's creepy as hell. Uh, Sean's saying ND NDEs will fuck you up. Yeah, near-death experiences. They're a fucked up thing. Oh, and, and dementia patients as well. Yeah. Yeah, near-death stories are crazy. My mom has a few. Lived to tell me all three times. Oh, wow. My dad emailed you about a ghost story or two. What? Really? All right. Let's uh, let's go back to the email. Uh, Andy, do you know when he emailed me? Was it new? What's his, What's your dad's name, Andy? And, and or did he just email me? I don't see anything... I don't see anything brand new, but it could be very close to the top. Tell me his name, and I'll start reading that one. Oh, I spilled my drink a little bit. Damn it. There's nothing worse than spilling your drink live on camera. <clears throat> oh, Ashley. April says, totally true. I have an 85... I have 85 dementia patients, and yes, a few months before the end, a lot of them start having significant clarity and also start seeing de deceased family. Most of the time, it's just chalked up dementia delusions, sadly. Yeah, that does bum me out, April. That really does, because there is a clarity that happens that I've heard about, I've seen. It, there's a clarity that continues to happen. And yes, Lash, that was a party foul. Damn it, right on my shirt, too. I love this shirt. They're definitely seeing something. It's never just illusions. Yes, indeed, April. Alcohol abuse. Yes, you are correct, Susan. I spilled it on my shirt. That sucked. This was a week or two ago. Uh, Andy, what? Uh, remind me, what's your dad's name, Andy? And I will totally, I will totally read it. Josh, of course, I will read that thing. You're, you're totally welcome that I read that. Phil Ross. All right, we got a name. Phil Ross. Phil Ross. Phil Ross. All right, let me search my email. I don't see one from Phil. I have no emails from a Phil Ross. Did he maybe message me on Facebook, which I cannot get to right now, unfortunately. But I do not have any emails from a Phil Ross. Maybe he's got a weird um, email name. No, I can't find anything. Oh, crap. There's a... Uh, Justin sent me a paranormal theme song. Dude, I will definitely take a listen to that, Justin, and I will... Hold on. Go get it. I will definitely take a listen to that, Justin, and I will definitely play it. That's freaking awesome. Andy, please... If I don't think he emailed me. I can't find it on here. Peanut butter whiskey time for Josh. Hell yeah. Clearly there's something on the other side and maybe close to the physical body. Turning off the brain opens it up and we're allowed to prep for the next step. Yeah, you know what, Jeff? I can kind of get behind that. I totally can. I totally can get behind the fact that um, dementia patients or... Uh, I'll just say dementia patients. There is a childlike mindset to them. And that childlike mindset is usually, you know, kids are way, way more open to the paranormal than we are. They can usually see more stuff. That's why they have, you know, imaginary friends and whatnot. And I really think that dementia kind of opens them back up to it. Sadly, we don't stay open to that stuff. It is, um, you know, it kind of just kind of goes away. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree with that. Okay. Um, the lines are open. 818-732-9399. Once again, that phone number is 818-732-9399. Phone lines are open. There was a couple people that said uh, earlier, oh my God, I'm going to call in before the show even started on Facebook. They said, oh my God, I'm going to call in tonight. They have not called in. Phone lines are open. You can call in now. 818-732-9399. Please feel free to give us a call. 
The phone lines are open. I kind of don't want to go into this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of save the stuff that I was going to talk about. I'll save it for the next episode because this episode has been so good. There's been so many great stories. I don't, I don't want to, you know, blab on. I don't want to, you know, make it worse by talking. So I would much rather hear from you guys. But if not, I suppose that I can, uh, I can tell you one of them. Screw it. I'll, I'll do it real quick. Alrighty. So, like I said earlier, we're all stuck at home. Some with family, some with pets, some alone, and some apparently with ghosts. That's right. The topic that I was talking about talking about, I'm going to talk about it right now. People stuck in a pandemic with ghosts have actually seen an uptick in paranormal activity. Now, here's the thing. Sorry, go ahead, Stitch. Hop on my lap. There we go. Here's the thing. You have to remember that the activity probably really didn't increase. It's just that they're stuck at home and not at work, not at bars, not at restaurants, wherever, not out and about. Nope. They're home all day. Because they're home all day, there's an uptick in paranormal activity because they're seeing it. That's like me saying, I have an uptick in Stitch activity since the pandemic. Nope. Same stitch, just more of me to see stitch. Okay, so with that, let me actually read you a couple of the stories that are in the news this very week. <clears throat> Reports of paranormal activity on the rise during coronavirus stay-at-home orders. There has actually been an increase in the number of reports of possible hauntings at home amid the pandemic lockdown. Believers say that there is no way to keep themselves socially distanced from the spirit world. That's just dumb, lame writing. But they claim they have been subjected to an extra dose of paranormal activity during the coronavirus quarantine. Paranormal investigators believe some are likely that the real deal, but others have simpler explanations. Well, yeah. Oh my God, my computer's about to die. Hold on a second. How much time do we have? This episode will end before 27 minutes. Sorry, guys. I got 27 minutes left in this episode before my laptop dies because I didn't plug it in. I'm sorry. But people are spending more and more time in their homes and everything from the wood drying out, you're getting popping sounds because we're just getting into the warmer months of the year. Sure, I can get behind that. But since lockdowns around the U.S., the Atlantic Paranormal Society, that is Jason Hawes of Ghost Nation, that's his society, he says... Since the lockdown, even though there is no scientific evidence that ghosts exist, a survey by YouGov says 45% of adults in the U.S. believe that ghosts are real. Well, yeah. Oh, really? This story doesn't give examples? Well, this story sucks. Let's go on to the next one. Um, yeah. Of course, there's more and more people believing that ghosts are real. The next story says, John E.L. Tenney says more people are at home and taking notice of their environment. Because of that, they're taking notice of ghosts as well. He says he gets five to 10 calls a week about paranormal activity. And JL, uh, John E.L. Tenney was the former host of TV's Ghost Stalkers. Sure, why not? Um, he says there's um, blah, blah, blah. Here's part of the conversation. What kind of stories are you getting? Everything from typical knocks and footsteps in the hallway to some very new strange occurrences like people hearing whispered voices through their television sets. Now, that can be explained. 
if it, if it's something if you have a lot of noise going on you can actually hear noise within the noise it's like pareidolia for your ears so or getting text messages from long deceased friends or relatives okay that one i'll give you getting a text message from a long deceased friend or relative is weird now skeptic side if your friend just passed away and they just shut off his phone when they shut off his phone sometimes any texts that weren't sent out get sent out and it gets a little creepy because you get this text that doesn't really make sense but it would have if you would have got it in the you know stream of texts that can happen but i also know of people that have gotten text specific texts from people that have died loved ones or friends okay they say what do you make of this he says if we're going to allow or believe that ghosts exist they do then people are seeing an uptick of ghosts. No, they're not. I just told you. They're in a heightened emotional state. No, they're not. They're trapped at home. I just talked about this, idiot. They're spending time in their house, which they normally don't do at certain hours. There you go. Most people are gone at work. Yep, cool. Let's move on. I've already talked about that. Is it possible that the ghosts themselves are getting more active, given that these people are home all day long? If this guy says he knows the answer to this, fuck this guy, because there's no possible way... Anybody that says they're an expert in paranormal activity can fuck right off. I'm not an expert. I research the fuck out of this stuff. But there is no expert in paranormal activity. There is no, like, let's go off the checklist. There we go. If it's not on this five questions, bullshit. But they say if ghosts are on the way, are if ghosts are the way that we traditionally think about them, which is, you know, we're once people, then perhaps the ghosts are getting bored too. And they're making themselves a little bit more known to the people that they're not commonly used to seeing at all hours of the day and the night. For those of you that uh, can't see the, the video of this, I am shaking my head um, fiercely. So the guy asked, the, the reporter asked, maybe they don't want the company. I mean, some of the reports that I was seeing in the New York Times article sound quite annoying. Like little petty things of doors slamming and towels on the floor and rattling the shades and things. Maybe it's a message that you just want to be left alone. Possibly. Or... It's a message that they're saying, hey, fuckwad, you're at home. Look, I'm real. Let's see what he says. He says it's possible. Okay. As human beings, we have, difficult we have difficulty communicating and discerning the motives of other living beings that are right in front of us. Oh, I don't like this person. Um, they might be just trying to get our attention. There you go. And they're doing it in the only way they know how, which is by slamming a door or pulling a window shade or slamming a window. Yes, yes, and yes. Is it possible that people are being confined and seeing no one or just getting a little nuts? Both are possible. He says, I tell people to um, I tell people to kind of take copious notes. Good. Journal about it. Good. Keep track of when it happens. Good. I just burped. Good. Because the majority of cases that I investigated over the past 30 years have a natural solution to them. There might have been something happening in your house, whether it's a furnace turning on or truck driving, driving down the street. Sure go the skeptical route, I can totally get behind this. But, eh, I don't want to read the story. This guy sucks. But I, I you know what? I can kind of get behind what he's saying. There, um, wait, hold on. Do you ever get the genuine kind of Ghostbusters ghost? The, the kind of free-floating things that go, woo, kind of spooky with vaporous tails. And he says, I have had, you know, situations where I've seen strange colored mist floating around a room or through a cemetery. All right. But sometimes it's almost so typical that it's hard to believe you're looking at something that's cloaked with a skeleton-like face. Your mind just says, oh, that's got to be something from a movie. It's, ah, I don't like this guy. Fuck this story. But 
it is a good story in the sense that he's trying to tell people to take notes. Always. A hundred percent. Always. Take notes. Be diligent of when it happens, what happens, why it's happening. But also... Uh-oh. All right. Cool. But also... Look, they're not Ghostbusters. You're not going to see Slimer. Slimer's not going to go through you, and then you're going to be covered in ectoplasm. I haven't heard of anybody where that's actually happened to them. Lauren Sapansky says that she's a Ghostbuster, and you know what? She's right, as am I. In fact, Lauren Sapansky on Etsy 8-Bit Spock made this, the Don't Fucking Shoot Bigfoot official paranormal almanac patch that you can buy by going to Etsy.com slash 8-Bit Spock. Trust me, buy one. They're fucking awesome. I didn't even ask her to make them. She just made them anyway because she's the best. Okay, let me go back to the chat room real quick. I just saw an email. Let's see. I love that, Susan. Everyone's so rushed in their lives, they don't listen or hear or, or hear the noises. But they're home to catch it all right now. Yes, I 100% agree. 100% agree. I wonder if it's the lack of control we have in life right now and our subconscious is just trying to give us some sort of control. You know what, Ashley? I can get behind that as well. I can totally get behind that. Yeah, 100%. April says, I love that patch. Sweet patch. They're available. I don't make a dime off of these, but these patches are awesome. They even say, here we go, you can kind of see it. They even say Paranormal Almanac on the, the side. But it's a don't fucking shoot Bigfoot. And it's edited so you don't have to worry about saying the F word. Don't F asterisk king shoot Bigfoot. Um, they're, they're fantastic patches. Great quality patches as well. I don't make a dime off of it. But Lauren made them. They're freaking awesome. 8-bit Spock on Etsy. They are cool. Um, yeah, I, I highly suggest anybody that can to buy one of those patches. Alrighty, let me see if this is a brand new story that I should be reading right now, or can I read that on the next listener ghost story thing? Nope, I'm going to read it right now. Alrighty, how much time we got left on my computer before it dies? 20 minutes, perfect. <clears throat> Alright, let me do this. Oh, thank you, Lauren. Lauren just put a... Um, Lauren just put a note in the, uh, the chat room with where you can buy the Paranormal Almanac... Don't fucking shoot Bigfoot patch. Okay, Jay says... Jay just emailed me, so I'm just going to read it right now. Hopefully, Jay wants me to because it's going to happen. Jay says, The lady in the window. Hey, Kurt, I'll try my best to make this a coherent story. Well, I'll try my best not to screw it up. No promises. He says, Mid-80s, I was 10, living in a little township in Pennsylvania, established in the 1700s. The historic homes were clustered off the main road in and out of town. Well, my childhood friend lived in one of these 1700s houses right on that road. I was invited to come over and play at his house for the first time. Being a historic home, I was intrigued with this weird three-story colonial-style house. Low ceilings, tiny narrow staircases. So, in my introduction to the surroundings, my friend Ian, in quotes, probably not his real name, his mom stops me with a jokingly, quote, You seem to like the house. Did Ian tell you it was haunted? As I turn to Ian with this... Uh-oh, my computer's running low. It's fine, we'll keep going. Um, I turned to Ian and said, uh, what the hell is your mom telling me? 
He just looks at me sheepishly. His mom steps back in to say, it's upstairs in the little bedroom, in the little room behind Ian's room with the little window facing the front of the house, facing the road out of town. I looked at his mother with a, this is your full of shit lady kind of look. Oh, I like that. Uh, he looks at her and says, kind of looks at her like, yeah, you're full of shit. And she says, she likes little boys. She'll love you. Just sit on the trunk. Holy fuck, what kind of mom is this? What the hell, lady? Um, Jesus Christ. So she, I said with a question, Ian's mom sees my apprehension, dared me to go to that room and take a seat on the trunk in the front of the window. What the fuck is wrong with Ian's mom? So to prove her wrong and to show off Ian I was brave, I went straight up there. With childhood bravery, I sat on that trunk and not five minutes later, the tiny room goes cold. I sit there, staring out that tiny roof peak window. As I sit, a soft hand caresses my cheek. What the fuck? And uh, what feels like a cupping under my chin. I've never ran so fast in my life to get out there and down those tiny stairs, down those three floors, as quick as my chucks will let me. Ian's mother laughs as I hyperventilate. Jay, first of all, Fuck Ian's mom. That's fucking cold, dude. That's that's creepy cold. Like, she knows you're a kid, and she knows that room was fucked up, and yet she's still, like, egging you on to go up there? I don't. I hope you never went back there. I hope you never went back to Ian's house, or if you did, you flipped off Ian's mom every time you walked in there and told her to sit and spin up in that tiny little room. Holy shit, dude. That is crazy. I, look, I dig the 1700s house. Love old school houses. But to have someone's mom be like, oh, she'll like you, that's creepy as fuck. Hold on a second. I got a text. Let me see what it says. Oh, someone's buying patches. I love that. You guys should. Honestly, buy patches. That, that patch is freaking awesome. Lauren's the best for making those patches. You will not be disappointed. I absolutely love it. What county in Pennsylvania was this? I don't know. It doesn't say. It's, I'm reading an email, Josh. It's not interactive. I don't know. Uh, Jamie, if you can, if you can, uh, Jamie, right? Jay, sorry. Jay. Jay, if you can, uh, you know, let everybody know where in Pennsylvania this was. Not necessarily. Don't give us the address because maybe Ian's mom's going to make us all sit on that freaking case and get, you know, caressed by a ghost because that's creepy as shit. But Ian's mom, <laughs> Ashley, Ian's mom needs a swift kick to the shins. Hell yeah, she does. Um, oh, Amy, our Jay, our Jay is in here. Perfect. Jay, if you want, um, if you want to say, oh, of course, you're welcome for the read. That was an awesome story, dude. That was crazy cool. I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry Ian's mom's so fucked up to be like, ha, 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 go up there, get molested by a ghost. That's some creepy shit. Uh, Lafayette Hill, Pennsylvania is the answer. Jay said, it is Lafayette Hill. Um, dude, that's creepy, man. Ian's mom, a little creepy. Alrighty, let me see how much time we have left. Oh, it is flashing red. So with that, that, you know what? That is a perfect place to, to uh, end this call, or end this uh, show. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for the call, or for the story. Josh, thank you so much for the story. Uh, Andy, thank you for calling in. Everybody that called in, thank you so much for calling in. This was another great freaking episode that I barely had to go into some of the topics that I planned because 
just in case nobody called in. I always have some topics planned. Hell no, man. This story, this this episode, of Kim, that was this thing had everything. Had had you heard it all? Had ghost accidents and uh, residual hauntings and every UFOs and holy shit, this thing had everything. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for calling in. You guys calling in or even emailing me these stories. You guys doing it, Josh and everybody. You guys doing it makes this show what it is. These live shows are so much fun for me because I don't know what's going to happen next. And it's always awesome. You guys are always the best. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, oh, there we go. It's gone. Alrighty. With that, I'm going to say goodbye because my computer just died. So hopefully you guys are all still seeing this. You guys are the best. I don't know how to stop this Facebook uh, episode. This will, this should be interesting. You guys are the best. Thank you all so much. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and this has been another live edition of Paranormal Almanac. Kisses Yeah, we got a lot.